0: Thomas and I'm Ricky and we're here to tell you about what's been going on this week in the world of comics movies stuff like that but first you just got back from vacation and I know you got some good stories for us let's hear it
1: oh my gosh yeah it is June 4th and we just got back June 4th about 3 a.m. driving straight from Washington DC to Arkansas which was whoo man so how many
0: hours is DC to to where you
1: live? Uh, it was four, 15 hours.
0: Whew. And you, you did all the driving? I did all the
1: driving, every single bit of
0: the driving. You know, you know, your story reminds me of another story where me and you first took a road trip. I knew this I was remem- coming up. In- <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing most of the driving. I am so glad you did most of the driving, sir. <laughs> I was thinking of that the whole time back. I'm like, Sean, I am so sorry. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, Yeah. and
1: the trip you're referring to is whenever we went to uh, BotCon together. You went in a a place of uh, one of my friends who couldn't make it that weekend, and that was your first experience with, first and only experience with BotCon. Now, of course, I've stated I've been several times, and I I truly enjoy the convention experience. This was kind of different. You know, this was the sightseeing, uh, D.C. and New York. Let me tell you something. I will never ever drive in new york uber drivers and taxi drivers are the craziest people i've ever met and i will not be attempting that
0: oh wow i can imagine so i really I, I believe a lot of people's first experience in taxis in new york is quite crazy well we we did all uber my wife was not on board with uber until we did
1: the first one and then she is she is a believer now yeah new york traffic blows but uh we went to dc we went to uh we stayed in arlington And we were in Arlington Cemetery on Memorial Day, which was quite an experience. Uh, We got to see, you know, President John F. Kennedy's grave, the Eternal Flame. We got to see the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, changing of the guard. Now, I I had a unique experience with the uh, the changing of the guard. We were, we got there about, the the guard changes every 30 minutes, and of course, there's a big ceremony they do when they change the guard. That's what everybody goes to see, and and of course, to honor the uh, unknown soldiers, but about ten minutes beforehand, the way, the way it's set up is, of course, there's the memorial, and then there's a path that the soldier, uh, the honor guard, walks down very, very strict, very rigorous. Yes. We watched for about five minutes, and then something rather unique happened. So we were we were used to the guy pacing back and forth, and all of a sudden, without missing a beat, he comes off the path, makes a beeline to a guy— And in a clear and firm voice, uh, uh, tells one guy, Sir, please keep your feet behind the rail. And everybody just, you know, and everything went dead quiet. And he didn't miss a beat, turned back around, went back on his path. And ever, there wasn't a word spoken for the rest of the time we were there. That's good. It was kind of awesome. Yeah. he. Those, uh, those
0: men, those men are well, well trained in what they do. They yeah. are, they are, I would not want that job. And the people that do accept it are a special person.
1: Yeah. We were supposed to get a lot of rain that day. And luckily we didn't. Uh, the guard. The guard that was out there did not have his rain, uh, rain gear on. Now, the guard that actually replaced him did. The, they have uh, one guard, and then they have a someone above him. I don't know the ranks. I apologize. I'm not a military person. But uh, huh. uh, one guard came out, greeted the other soldier, walked back over, greeted the next soldier that came out, which, of course, was in rain garb. And then they did the ceremony where they exchange and do the things. And it was very, very repetitive, but very honorable. And it was really something to see. We're, we're re- very glad we got to see it. And I did not, and the thing I did miss about Arlington, we did not go see, next to the Kennedy's Eternal Flame, there is a memorial to the, was it the Discovery, was the last shuttle that uh, had the, uh, Tragedy, that they, they had so. uh, they had a memorial for them that we missed. So that's the one thing I did miss out there. But that was great, uh, and being out there on Memorial Day was really really an experience. We also went to D.C. where we saw the Capitol, and <laughs> we funny thing about the Capitol is we we had of course there's very strict security. Right. You go through two or three levels of security. And one time we went to the Senate. Of course, Congress isn't in session right now. They are on recess for Memorial Day. And uh, we got to see the Senate floor. No problem. You know, once we got through security, went and seen it. But now when we went to the House, we got turned around and had to go through another layer of security. Now, both are out of session right now. so there was nobody in there, but we went through another level of security, had to drop everything we had and then we got to go back and then view the house and then uh, come back out. And we had a, we had a personalized capital tour. We, we're from Arkansas, so our uh, senator is Tom Cotton. Uh, so we nice. went to his office and visited with the aides there and they gave us a personal tour of the White House. They actually let uh, I mean of the uh, Capitol. And they actually went, walked us down the path. Normally, the, the regular people don't get to do it. But we got to walk down the path of where the president goes to give speeches out in front of the Capitol uh, oh, and came back cool. up. It was a really great experience. A lot of history, a lot of artwork, uh, statues and everything. That was, I, I do recommend once in your life, at least going to go see that. Oh, uh, and then of course we went to New York we saw Times Square we saw we went to the Statue of Liberty and Ellis Island we went to the 911 uh, memorial. We did see uh, there was a girl from from Batesville uh, who was who did die in the in the events of 911. Her name was Sarah Lowe we did see her uh, a name on the memorial and other than that it was it was a really really great experience We all three of us, my wife and my son, and me had never been to those areas. Uh, so we really enjoyed it. It's a little enjoyed. daunting, really, isn't it? Yeah, we really had a great time. The Everything was great till we got to Times Square, and Times Square is a little more sketchy than than the places like. Uh, we we came in, we got into Union Station, we went to uh, Battery Park, which is where you get on the uh, uh, right. the ferry to go to Liberty Island and Ellis Island. Right. And all that was business, people in suits, very clean, you know, people, the the images you see in movies about New York, that's that's the part of New York that uh, uh, we did see. Uh, but now when you went to Times Square, it was a little more, you know, people in the corners, people lying down, crazy stuff going on.
0: Uh, did you get to see Naked Cowboy? No, we did not. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, got, I got to see Naked Cowboy when I went to New York. It, it was awesome, man. Times Square is incredible. I enjoy it. But the, the next time we do anything like that, we will fly and we will
1: Uber. That's what we learned. The metro system in D.C. was great. The metro buses uh, were great. All, all the transportation stuff was really good. Uh, just driving yourself, I don't recommend that at all.
0: Oh, no. No way whatsoever. Well, I'm glad you had an excellent vacation. I hope you had a good time, and I hope you rested because we got some news to cover here, man. But Let's now do it. And I don't it. know about you. I'm pumped. I'm no, I'm not pumped. I'm I'm ready to go on a rant. Is what I'm ready for. Has something happened? All I'm saying is that you can talk all you want about this Ghostbusters movie being good, but Melissa McCarthy, Judd Apatow, you've given me no reasons to go see your movie. You've given you haven't told me anything other than the fact that if I don't want to see it, I don't have any friends. And I am of a certain political persuasion. Now, that's basically all you've said, is I don't like this movie, so therefore I don't have friends, and I'm of a political persuasion of which you do not find to be proper. So you've still not given me any reason to go see the movie, so I'm hoping it bombs. I will keep ranting about it. Melissa McCarthy, you are an idiot. She can – oh, my goodness. I'm not going to watch your garbage movie. Oh yeah people that don't want to see the movie are probably basement dwellers that don't have any friends they're never going to have a husband really? really lady? you are so you think you're so much better than everybody else you've done like two things go back to uh oh what was that crap series she started off with Gilmore Girls go start being the cook on Gilmore Girls Melissa McCarthy Jed Apatow I used to like him. He's done some great movies. He does funny movies. Why does he have to bring politics into this? What does anybody's political view at all? I mean, I'm I'm you know me. When I'm not on here, I'm just as apt to go on a political rant as anybody else. But liking or disliking a movie has nothing to do with what your political views are. You are just looking to throw garbage at somebody and blame somebody. For the hate your movie is taking, because you don't have a proper
1: rebuttal, right? And that's you know that's one thing that we're we're not going to do here is you know politics is creeping into more and more stuff in our world, and you know I don't think that my politics should have anything to do with my my entertainment, you know, and that that's no. why we've we've made a rule pretty much we don't talk about politics on here, right? But when it creeps into stuff we love, you know, we'll we'll address it, but you know, uh, give me. Give me reasons to like the movie. You know, tell me, give me great reviews that it's got a good story, that there's good acting, that uh, there's a unique idea going on. That we're really, you know, give me those things that I love about my Star Wars movies, my X-Men movies, my Marvel movies. You know, give it the proper respect and attention entertainment needs you know don't make a political statement and if you are making a political statement with your movie fine but make it a political movie don't make it mass media entertainment and then expect everybody to like your movie because you think that they should like it what you like so I,
0: i just don't understand they're i mean all they're doing is name calling oh you don't like the movie you're a misogynist Oh, you you don't like the movie. You're you're an idiot who lives in your mother's basement. No, I'm saying I don't like the movie because I watched the trailer that you have. It looks like garbage. It looks like 1998 Scooby-Doo. Where's, you know, I mean, seriously. If you told me that there's more to it, explain to me sit down and interview Jed Apatow and say, here's what we've done. You know, we've we've got a storyline here that's going to take us through this, this, and this. It may not be the same universe. You haven't even addressed that. You haven't addressed anything. The only thing they're doing is because they're under so much fire. And they brought this heat on themselves the moment they decided to remake a movie that is beloved from the 80s. I mean, a movie that holds no boundaries beyond generations. You can be 50 and love Ghostbusters and you can be 5 and love Ghostbusters. That's the good thing about that movie is it's got enough humor so that the adult in the room can get it, but it's got enough fun and action that, you know, the child in the room can still love it and I'm a mixture of both, so I Ghostbusters from the 80s is an incredible movie. You're not giving me anything. And I could go on about this because that that just upsets me, the fact that people that are recreating this movie and a director that I really have respect for is just not giving me any reasons. They're just name-calling or labeling people for not doing a thing.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean... And you're absolutely right. It does look like the old. I hadn't realized it till you just said it again. That it you were referring to the look of the ghosts as they look in, in the new Scooby Doo movie, and I had not thought about that. And you are absolutely right. I mean, one of the things one of the things the Star Wars movie got right that that the prequels had gotten wrong is that there was so much Lucas wanted to do CGI and this and that, and it didn't have the look and the feel of the old movies whereas the new Star Wars movie had that practical effects, had those people in the costumes, and it felt like a Star Wars movie. Uh, And you're absolutely right. The Ghostbusters trailer portrays some weird stuff and and doesn't
0: feel like uh, Ghostbusters, yeah. Absolutely. You've brought up Star Wars a couple of times. Did you see that they're having to do some reshoots for the new Star Wars Rogue One film?
1: Yeah, and uh, it looks like they're bringing in uh, Simon Crane, who was the uh, stunt coordinator for Born and Edge of Tomorrow, Quantum of Solace. That makes me feel uh, really good about it. I- I'd like to see oh, exactly. some good action in, in Star Wars. Well,
0: well, I honestly believe... I mean, obviously we have the teaser trailer, and that's all we have to go on so far, but this really feels like an action. It's going to be a lot of action, and I don't believe... I mean, for me, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of space. We may see a lot of hand-to-hand combat, some gunfights, something that requires the use of a stunt double, you know? This is going to be pretty good, I believe, and I'm glad that they're bringing in somebody to do the the stunts in a proper way and the reshoots in a proper way.
1: Yeah, and reshoots have got such a bad connotation to them these days, and... Yeah, I don't know why that is. I mean, reshoots are almost a part of every single movie, you know. If they feel something isn't working or something needs tuned better or uh, they need to change a tone in something, I mean, that that's just how a movie works. Reshoots are almost expected with every movie. Uh, they're they're not a thing to be scared of. Now, of course, if, if the studio is doing an embargo on reviews until the movie comes out, we do know that that's a bad thing. But right. uh, reshoots are nothing big. It's exciting news to me.
0: This is probably just news because it's the Star Wars film. Right,
1: exactly. It looks like you have went to the comic store. I, of course, have not had a chance. I, I Like I said, I got in at 3 in the morning this morning. There hadn't been a comic book shop open for me to go to. So what, what have you done?
0: Okay, I went to the local comic book store because I said, I'm going to do some comic reviews. You know, we've been doing this. We need to have a segment that addresses the comic book hopefully on a weekly basis and people that listen give them an idea of hey maybe i can buy the local store and pick this one up and enjoy it so i started looking at where to start because i've been out of the comic book game for a few minutes and so i start playing around on youtube which is where i do a lot of my viewing i i don't have cable tv at my house so i have youtube amazon and netflix and i came across a gentleman named sean caspian i contacted sean and asked him if we could use his name on here he does a segment called new comic book day and i started watching that and it was i like him he's quick succinct gives me some good ideas for some comics to follow and so i went through all of his videos and in, got some ideas and I went and picked up uh, several new comics. I picked up one that wasn't on his list that I did pick up. I would ask that if you're listening to this, go to Sean's YouTube page. Give, it a, give his videos a like, a thumbs up, subscribe to his channel, leave a comment, let him know that if you're listening to this and we sent you there and hopefully uh, build more to the comic book family. I bought... The Punisher number one, the new series, and the art is beautiful. The story is awesome. It really stories kind of a play off of uh, Daredevil episode one, season two, is the the feel I get. Although uh, Punisher's a little different. Uh, you know, the cops are after him, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to be too spoilery in my review in case you do want to go buy it. But, you know, the cops are after him. He's actually after uh, a top-end gang member, and it's a true race as to who can get to the gang head first, the cops or the Punisher. I've already purchased book number two and read it, and it's moving along great. Civil War to number one. Now, have you heard anything on this? Uh,
1: I did get issue zero. I, I do know the premise of the story, uh, which of course is that uh there is an inhuman who can tell the future and it's uh kind of minority report should should uh they be interfering with uh you know, stopping crime before it happens kind of thing. But uh I, I haven't read it.
0: Okay. Uh do you want me to how how deep do we wanna go? Because this gets let me tell I can go this way. Obviously we know civil war Is between Captain America and Iron Man. This tends to be Captain Marvel and Iron Man. Okay. Having uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Right, Carol Danvers and Tony Stark. Tony doesn't (laughs) want to use the new Inhuman, and he's pretty vocal about it. the The comic begins with a, a pretty epic battle and they win the day. I mean, it takes everybody. The Inhumans are there. The Avengers are there. Uh, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, they're, it is definitely a packed house. And they win the day, and they're all back at the Avengers, the Avengers compound. And they're wanting to know, okay, how did we know so many details about this battle before it occurred? That's when we learn about the new Inhuman and what his abilities are. And Captain Marvel immediately is, okay, we can use this. We can stop a lot of horrible stuff before it happens. And Tony brings up the point. Well, what if it? What if he sees you? What if he sees you doing something? Do we just take you out right now? Do we not give you the ability to change it? And uh, at, at that point, she kind of blows him off. And then an event occurs that ends with the death of an Avenger in in the book number one we have a death already and as the last page is fading away we have a second potential death on our hands due to the use of this mutant okay that sounds exciting it was very good i uh, am very much looking forward to doing that i'm hoping that we can continue this because i'm back in man Two, i jumped in head first let's go comic books. I'm, I'm back.
1: Yeah, and I will have some reviews uh, next week. I've just received uh, uh, the newest trade paperback of uh, Transformers More Than Meets the Eye, which I will be reviewing next week. And uh, I will do some new comic booking myself. My segment, I'm going to go for a little, a little different. Uh, I've always been an arts driven comic collector. A lot of the stuff I have is like collecting runs of like John Byrne and which, you know, to its benefit or detriment is, is sometimes a great thing cuz I love great stories paired with great art. And sometimes it's a bad thing cuz that's exactly what led to the creation of Image Comics and the downfall of and almost bankrupts the bankruptcy of Marvel in the 90s. But, um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to give that a shot. And please give me some feedback, y'all out there, if uh, you think that's a good thing, a bad thing, or you'd be interested in it. So,
0: I think that's uh, a good thing. That's where I'm in at. Fact, in fact, when we, we have uh, another con coming up locally for us this coming weekend, the River City Comic Expo, I may not be able to make Saturday, but I should be able to make Sunday. And I believe if I'm able to make Sunday, you're going to attend with me? Absolutely, excellent. I'm going to need your assistance in the art realm because what I've discovered is what I want. What I want is I want you to help me find John Romita Jr. Spider Man. Oh yeah, that's
1: that's some of my favorite runs. Um, a lot of the older, uh, a lot of the older Spider Man by John Romita Jr. looks a lot like his father, who of course made it, made his mark on. Uh, Spider-Man, but as he developed his style, um, say around when he was working on Daredevil and, uh, uh, X, especially the X-Men run he did, I I love, absolutely love what he did, especially, um, he had a unique take on Mephisto during his Daredevil run, uh, which I really, really did enjoy and I'm still trying to collect that run, um, and he, he once again got on Spider-Man in the, uh, Late nineties or two thousands, and and did he continues to do an excellent excellent job on art. One of the uh, best things he's ever done was, of course, the nine eleven memorial issue of Spider Man, the black cover issue. Which, if you've never read that, please go out and collect it digitally or or, or pick it up sometime and, and read that issue. It's uh, uh, very classy, you know. All those guys are from New York, and you know it wasn't meant to be something. Uh, to make a profit on it was meant to memorialize the the loss of life and the heroes of of that day and it's just a really really great experience to read that uh it's one of the favorite my favorite things I have
0: that's awesome i I do not have that so
1: yeah I don't have the issue number It I, I've actually got it in the trade paperback so we well, I, I will find maybe
0: that. that's something we need to look for at this con i I would love to add that to the collection sure and, and and speaking of my collection, you know that way back when I was a teenager, my, my father gave me a bunch of old comics from when he was a youngster. And so we're talking uh, late 50s up to mid 60s comic book, the silver age of comics. Right. And they have been placed in a bus tub with a lid and kept in a somewhat temperature controlled environment. So the paper and everything is okay but they've been sitting in a bus tub a lot of them without boards and bags. So I went and collected them and started going through now as an adult I went through as an, uh, a teenager I know and i I believe I was only looking for you know stuff like amazing fantasy 15. Uh, X-Men number one. I I don't know. I was a stupid kid. I was probably going through there. If it didn't stick out and be something worth $10,000, I just brushed it off. Well, this weekend, I went and collected them up, got them out, sat them down, started taking proper care of them, and looking at what I had. Would you like to know what I found that I have in my possession that I had no idea I have? Absolutely. I've been waiting all week for this. I have Detective Comics number 359, the first appearance of Batgirl. Oh, wow. And uh, it does not really... the The spine is in really good condition. The staples are still holding the cover on. There's no tears or rips on any of the edges. The corners are fairly good condition you know i'm not i'm not a cgc grader by any means but i would like to believe this is at least a five a 5.5 and uh i i'm definitely looking forward to putting it in a case that is worthy of this comic and will take really good care of it i don't know whether i'm going to send it off to have it graded i will probably get your opinion on that and uh Hopefully, take way good care of these comics. Absolutely. I found Green Lantern number 50, but let me find it. Oh, I thought I had it set out. I have Superboy number 68, which is First Appearance of Bizarro. <laughs>
1: wow. Nice. Yes. That is from 1958.
0: 1958. Superboy 68, first appearance of Bizarro. And it is in almost the same condition as the Detective Comics. So I am very excited. I found several others, but those are two that really stuck out and need to be taken care of because I don't know what their value is right now technically, but I guarantee you being out in my, sitting in my bedroom on my desk is not the proper way to take care of them, so hopefully we can get them in cases and we stored so that they do not devalue any more than they already have. yeah, right make sure Jax
1: doesn't get a hold of any one of those and this is give correct. you, give you a good is... nice upgrade
0: Oh yes, yes, some slobber slobber on a corner would be wonderful.
1: Now, I, I've been intrigued by this the whole session.
0: Um, I have
1: seen that there is a time travel question waiting on me here.
0: Oh, okay, okay. We can, we can take a break from the comic world for a second. No, I got to playing around at work. And you know how when you're sitting around, you'll come up with weird questions. Now, now here you go. You get You yourself, you get one shot to go back in time. You're the only one that's ever going to know about it. And you can do whatever you want. Do you go back and prevent a tragedy? Do you go back and kill Hitler? Do you go back and, you know, uh, you're going you're gonna to stop Stalin from doing stuff? You're gonna, are you going to prevent a tragedy? Or are you going to go back and make some big bucks by taking, you know, a few thousand dollars of our money now... And betting it big on a sports event or something back now that you know the outcome. Are you going to Marty McFly it? Um, you get you get one shot. Realistically, uh, you know,
1: uh,
0: it's I'm, it's I'm nice. Going, show me the money. <laughs> I ain't lying. I'm sorry. Show me the money. That's me. I'll go ahead and put my answer out there. I'm going back right now, and before the season starts. I am betting on the New York Giants in, what was that, the 2013 uh, Super Bowl where they beat the undefeated Patriots, I believe. Uh, that's where I'm going. I'm going to go right there. They were a wild card team that pressed all the way through. I guarantee you, I don't know what their odds are, but I promise you if I go back and put some money on them, I will come back a lot richer than I am now.
1: Uh, well, to be honest with you, i um you know that that big stuff would be great if you know just throwing it around uh i i lost a good friend in 93 there was there was probably some opportunity for me to change something there i mean if we're if if we're seriously right, considering right. the question yeah, that yeah, would be it. It, it'd be hey, a, it'd that, be really it'd be a really personal thing now if that, if, there things, awesome. if there were two things if there were two things uh, you know, I would yeah I, I would make my sure my family is financially stable for the foreseeable future
0: right right but but the the personal aspect of it as well you you could go back and change events in your whole life you you just don't want to pull a fry and come back as your own grandfather <laughs> was, right yeah, that, that was a that was a future Rama reference.
1: yeah, I got it when you said fry
0: <laughs> okay, okay, I didn't know. I was hoping. I just don't just don't watch the uh, uh, the dog episode. I, I don't want to relive Jurassic that. Bark. <laughs> no. Why is that episode ever made? Why did you make Jurassic Bark? It's the saddest and to change the subject back, I see you have IDW Revolution. Here we go. What
1: is that? Yeah, um in response to the movies uh crossing over idw is taking all their properties and they are relaunching uh, transformers gi joe micronauts rom mask they will all cross over in the comics really absolutely yeah they came out uh, this week and had a big news article about it which has caused some controversy because right now the current uh, transformers universe is really really popular and the uh, uh,
0: the idea of changing that is not sitting well with some people that is that's wild man uh, it's just funny because you had IDW. I just returned from Hastings where I picked up uh, a long box for my comics. Well, while I was there, of course, I had to ask somebody where the long boxes were. So I was walking around the comics section. And I picked up an IDW one shot of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in a world we have where a the Ninja Turtles... Go ahead join shredder know, hey. this
1: we have a we have a visitor to the podcast know,
0: hey. well, hello
1: this is our this is my son hudson can you say hi hudson Hi Hudson. no hi hudson <laughs> say hi to sean morning.
0: Morning, sean morning sean hi hudson how are you hey.
1: You got trolley. and While we were in New York, we picked up one of his favorite toys, which was a uh, trolley from uh, Daniel Tiger. It's awesome. Are you going to stay with us? Buy trolley. Oh, it's trolley. I buy a trolley. Yeah, buy trolley. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention was, of course, we lost Muhammad Ali uh, yesterday. I last thought- night, yes. Uh, which, of course, uh, is a comic-related thing. I mean, uh, not only being a huge sports figure, you know, he was a huge uh, uh, personality. One of the superstars of uh, not only uh, sports, but also, you know, just media in general. He was a huge promoter of himself, and uh, he even was in a comic where he fought he was. Superman.
0: He fought Superman for charity, wasn't it? They they fought for charity, and Ali beat Superman.
1: Yeah, and uh, of course Ali, not wasn't a huge part of my life, but his his presence and his verboseness really did you did notice. I mean, you couldn't help not knowing who he was, and he was quite a big figure, of course. Uh, you know, in in my lifetime, uh, he was in several things. Uh, Rumble know, in the jungle. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's just he's just a force of nature. Um, so his he is passing the greatest in, his passing is noticed by all. Um,
0: yes, yes.
1: The only other thing I had was uh, we got a new Voltron trailer, more of a a, a sizzle reel of the new Netflix series that will be out on June 10th, which I started
0: to say it's coming. It's coming soon. And I will be binge watching. I will be binge watching and you will get to hear about it on this podcast. I plan on it. Well, I tell
1: you, it's really exciting because they've, it's hard trying to imagine new things or reimagine something. Of course, Voltron has been tried a couple of times since the, Original series that, of course, was brought over from Japan, uh, Beast King and, uh, and was Americanized. it, it, it wasn't it wasn't big uh, when they've tried to redo it. Now, from the trailer and from some of this, it looks like they've got some uh, somebody who's designing and 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 has loved anime, big robot series. There's a lot of mechanisms and connections and and uh, super robot ness about this trailer, and I feel really good about what what i'm seeing i'm I'm really pumped to see it
0: oh I, i'm obviously excited we we've been discussing it at work i've been watching the trailer let's go voltron i mean i am about to start uh night shift at work so the fact that there is a possibility that i could maybe watch some voltron here and there now, we haven't really discussed this, but
1: uh, how were you on the the early 80s and, and late 70s had uh, a lot of our cartoons were brought over from across the pond? Well, across the other pond, I guess would be the phrase, where we yes. had stuff like uh, Star Blazers, which was Space Battleship Yamato. We had Gachamon and, and several others like Speed Racer, uh, Robotech. Which was a combination of three different series. I loved every single bit of that that I could get before we started getting our own like Transformers and GI Joe, He Man, all that kind of stuff. But this this was my bread and butter before that. So I'm I'm really pumped to see that. What were there any of those that you really loved the more obscure stuff
0: like that? G- growing up, we had basic cable, so I was really I woke up you know early mornings. I remember watching uh, Ricochet Rabbit, the Hanna-Barbera cartoon where it's The Great Race. I don't know what that is, whether it's called The Great Race or what it is. I need to find that. I want to show my son that. I, I enjoyed it so much. Wacky Races,
1: Wacky Racers, the one with the head, like Speed Buggy and the... Yes. Yeah.
0: Grape Ape and all of them. Yeah. Muttley. I watched that (laughs) and then... Yes. And then after that would be Transformers. And that was Mornings. And I remember really pushing it to finish the episode of Transformers before I left for school. I mean, it was seriously Transformers episode ends. You better get in the car and go to school because that's just the way it has to be. My the mor- bus didn't uh, run out by my house, so my mother took us to school. So, but I just remember. That oh, was my you're one of
1: those.
0: Uh no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, I lived out. I lived out in the. I lived out in the sticks. Leave me alone. You're
1: one of those kids. Oh my gosh. Uh, my mornings began with uh. Let's see, Felix the cat, speed racer. I. Th- Think maybe some Transformers. Uh, you could go back and look at the times for all those things, but that's that's how my memory works together. And Then, when you got home, uh, GI Joe, He Man. Yes.
0: Now in yes, in both-
1: in Arkansas in the in the early '80s, we got our first Fox affiliate, uh, Fox 16, which was a UHF channel at the time. And whenever we got that, we got. Uh, I mean, it was like the Sci-Fi Channel before the Sci-Fi Channel. They had Batman, the '66 Batman, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, uh, Lost in Space, all that stuff, and I just ate it up. Uh, there was a uh, weekend movie thing I that. called uh, uh, Saturday Matinee with the Bijou or something like that, and you get all those old weird space movies like what's the Martian one. Uh, War of the Worlds. It's one of my one of my favorite movies of of all time. Yeah, the old black and white, or you know, all that kind of stuff is what what I grew up on. So uh, this is this is all exciting news. More of this. Where's my Where's my Robotech movie? Is my question next. It'll It'll happen. It'll happen.
0: It'll happen. No worries. But yes, those were my most in evenings. I don't remember. I remember some Speed Racer. I don't remember much of what would be classified as, in that time, it was called Japanimation. It wasn't anime. It was Japanimation. I remember that term still be going around when I was in high school. No one called it anime. Uh,
1: I believe first time anime started coming around was whenever uh, we started seeing VHS tapes from like manga productions You'd see like the early stuff we would see, like on Sci Fi Channel, would be like Robot Carnival, Lensman, uh, Vampire Hunter D. You know, the, oh, the, the, the Vampire they, Hunter D, such a good series. The, da- the days we really started getting the good stuff, not just, you know, these uh, uh, rehashes that, uh, that were Americanized, when we actually started getting actual well dubbed Japanese animation uh, in America.
0: Right, and, and then, you know, it never truly broke out until we got *Tsunami*. But we, we can save that for a whole nother episode because I could go off on *Tsunami* for another half hour just on my own because that that changed the way I watched everything. Mm-hmm. I You know, Toonami, I'll say this. That was the first time I ever remember watching something online. Oh, yeah. Because you could go to the Toonami website and click on an anime and watch Dragon Ball Z. And that is the first time I remember streaming something online. Yeah,
1: we've, we've come a long way since then.
0: Absolutely. Man, I'm so glad you are back from vacation. Do you have anything you would like to cover before we let these people go?
1: I I think we've covered a lot. uh, I'll think of some more things next week about our trip. Uh, I've saved a little uh, so we can carry that over. Right, right. Save uh, a little.
0: Just keep a little something in your back pocket for later, you know? A good story for here and there.
1: Absolutely. And I I basically want to catch up on uh, the events of this week, and and we'll condense it down and distill it and and, and get the crack out of it it and and bring it to you next week.
0: You think you're going to get a relaxation, but next week's the River City Comic Expo. So you went out of the frying pan. You get one week to get your feet settled and get ready for this comic book stuff that we're about to start doing on here. And now we're going to an expo next weekend.
1: I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: Yes. Now, listen, thank you for listening. We appreciate it very much. You can find me at Maynard98 is my personal Twitter. The not-so-southern gentleman is not-so-southern at not so southern g's that's g s on twitter we also have a facebook page not so southern gentlemen you can email us at guess what not so southern gentlemen at gmail.com rick what is your twitter i believe it's just ricky westbrook
1: at ricky westbrook
0: all right thank you i'm sean thomas thank you for listening to not so southern gentlemen have a good day